You do realise with the podcast you're gonna have to actually listen to like what I say. Cause what, it, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> oh no, I have to listen. What? What? Are you talking about? I can't just talk. No, sadly. This sadly. is not what I signed up for. Oh god. Oh, he's woken up now. Welcome to Subject to Change, a podcast dedicated to talking about the things that matter and the things that don't. Well, here we are. Not being hungover today. We tried. Cheers, man. Yeah, there we go. Onwards and upwards. Right, so here we are. Um, Our first of many podcasts, hopefully. This is Subject to Change with myself, Dwayne, and. Dan, Dan Saf, D-Man, D-Saf. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous. I don't know. I need a little bit more enthusiasm. So yeah, we'll try sorry. That again. Um, I'm really fucking excited. Welcome we'll to... We'll try that again one more time. So okay, yeah, yeah, this is Subject to Change. First of many with myself, Dwayne, and... Dan, D-Saf. I'm fucking excited. This has been... No one calls him D-Saf. No, no, I just call myself... Some people call me D-Saf. He's very nervous. So I'm a little bit nervous. He's just saying stuff that he's, Like, it's not a thing. Yeah. Um, but first of all, before you get into this, just want to say thank you very much to um, everyone that's so far supported us. Um, Big thanks. On Instagram, pretty much mainly, we've got all our other social media um, platforms that are going to be rolling out very soon. So thanks to all the man then and the gal then for the support. It is really appreciated, especially, I know we haven't done so like a lot so far, but I think what we've put out and having the feedback we've got, it really does like, it just, it's so nice when you get people like, oh, that's really good, I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah. Even though we've just done like small little bits, it's nice to get like that kind of feedback and people are already interested. Exactly. I think and it's going to be good. I think people are going to like it. I do too as well. I think um, because a lot of our friends know our personalities yeah. and like us together bantering is like, it's always, in my opinion, quite entertaining. Yeah. So I think... Fizzy Fanta. Huh? Top phys- Fizzy Fanta? Banter? Like top fizzy? Stop it. Yeah, okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm liking this already. So much. Oh, we can do whatever we want. Fuck um, it. But yeah, people people know our banter and like how we get on. Um, yeah. So like, Dan and I haven't even known each other like a year yet. We met. Nah. When did you move in? I to my place. Like yeah, July. so I used to live in Cremorne, which is North Shore. And no one knows where that is. It's yeah. like north of the wall, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I um, moved to Bondi at like end of August. I was looking on flatmates and this was like the oh, first place I came across and I remember messaging you, DMing you on Facebook because I couldn't find you. Bom- you. He bombarded me with messages. <laughs> oh my goodness. I remember just, I was busy that Saturday or something, or it was a Friday, I don't know when it did, but he messaged me on Facebook on flatmate.com. He texted me, he called me, I'm like, who is this absolute Weirdo! <laughs> it's because I saw you were missing Northern Ireland. I recognised oh, you. I was like, holy shit! I there was to, no need to, to bring that up <laughs> at all. That was, that was just completely irrelevant. Oh. But yeah, so well, Dan and I pretty much met um, at the end of August, yeah, and um, when he moved into our place. And yeah, we've just like just one of those things where one of our one of my friends at the time and now his friend as well just left to go to do his farm work. And yeah, it was just by chance that he ended up just finding the place and he moved yeah. in. And then I we think just, it was the first place I viewed on. as well. Yeah, yeah, the first place I viewed. We just got yeah. on pretty well. And then, yeah, now we are six months, six and a bit months down the line and we're, we're doing yeah. a bloody podcast it's together. Been a, initially, so I know that I, I, I had this in the like, I was thinking about doing the podcast for ages. Mm. And I think the first thing that inspired me was um, the Ricky Gervais show. Have you seen the Ricky Gervais show? Like Carl Pilkington, Steve Merchant. Oh, years ago, yeah, yeah. So I just saw that, and like, I saw that, and I was like, that is funny. I like that. I think mm. that's cool. Just sitting there with your mates, chatting shit. They talk about relevant stuff as well, but they yeah. just have such a good bit of chemistry on screen. I was just like, oh, I was just on podcast. I was like, yeah, sorry, yeah. Eventually, <laughs> I really want to do that. And <clears throat> I came to you initially, and I was like, let's do it. And you were like, nah, you want to do it on your own. So like, what kind of like, yeah, that's what, what, what made you want to be like, yeah, fuck it, let's give it a go, apart from my like, um, pestering you every day. Yeah, fair. The pestering thing definitely helps. Uh, that's why you're in sales. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I hero. think just because obviously when you initially first brought it to me, we hadn't really known each other that long. It was no. like a few months in. But I think over time, like we've obviously got closer as mates yeah. and that. And then we realised even people that like meet us think that we've known each other for mm. like ages, like years. And when we were telling like, no, we've literally known each other like a few months. You're like, holy yeah. shit, that's mad. Yeah. Um, so I just know like in real life we get on pretty well. We banter off each other, we debate and argue a lot, and obviously yeah. I'm very stubborn and refuse yeah. to 
refuse to give in if yeah. I feel like I'm somewhat in the right or if yeah. I, my argument's solid, I won't back down. Yeah, so I feel like it'll be, it'll be good. <laughs> it'll be good. It'll be good for um, a podcast and that's, I, I was thought, I've thought about it as well of doing podcasts, but you, you know, like you always wait for the right time. Yeah. It's like, what would I talk about if I was doing it on my own? Am I like... Could you have any kind of idea what you would talk about on your own? Pretty much what we're, we're talking about now, really? to be honest. Maybe um, a lot harder? It would be harder because having, <clears throat> I feel like doing a podcast on your own, you need to be a certain type of like personality yeah. to be able to like carry a whole podcast of you just like talking yeah. about your own opinions and yeah. no one there to kind of rebottle anything. Yeah, I find so it thankful as well. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I truly did that. I, I feel like that. you just talk, and then yeah. just, people, most of us just like. Right. I talk to myself a lot. Do you talk to yourself? No, not really. You never talk to yourself in I've, my head. I've like no, I have like out loud conversations with myself. Like I walk around the flat, and I just like have out like out loud conversations. You told me the other day you have to read out loud as well. Yeah, I, re- I read out loud. Yeah, I think I'm dyslexic. Really I do think I'm dyslexic. I'll read something, and I'll read it the wrong way, and uh, I think I'm I think I'm dyslexic, but I think that's just a, a bit of a side tangent. Um, yeah, um, we've just literally just gone off there. Yeah. But anyway, so the, the first podcast that we're doing now is going to be pretty much a quick introductory one, yeah. giving a bit of a insight into us, um, how we ended up in Australia, why yeah. we left home. We're going to talk about the worst parts of our 2020, the best mm. parts of our 2020, and then just a little bit about what we learned last year and a yeah. little bit about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel idea. like yeah, we need a we need a segue because obviously. We, um, we know there's going to be people listening to this that know us yeah. um, very well and there's going to be the people that know like who we are, may have heard of who we are, yeah. not that we're like a big name or anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty big, I'm really yeah, well known in uh, Yeah, in he's, he's pretty big in Bondi. Yeah, I'm Love pretty, I'm pretty big in Bondi. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, let's um, get pissed. I really want to get pissed. Um, easy, on. Um, but yeah, we're just going to give you a quick overview into us. Um, so yeah, so one of the so obviously we're both in Australia. Yeah. Um, everyone knows that Australia seems to be a destination that people, especially in the UK, it's strange that everyone always comes to just Australia. Just flee, flees to. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Though? What What do you think it is? I know I have kind of an inclination as to why I think. I don't want this as ignorant and like ignorant and like feel free to correct me, but well. like, I feel like it's like a, a very easy like it's it's westernized. People want to come here. It's easy mm. to get a working holiday visa. The money's good. You buy the beach. I'm guessing you could people go to America. I don't know what the different like visas are. I don't know if mm. you can get a working holiday visa there. Yeah. But I just think Australia, it's easy. Working holiday, live by the beach. What other destination? You've got New Zealand, I guess, but it's not really like the same. <coughs> Sorry. It's not, it's not as hot. You know, it's not as... Yeah. So I think um, that's why. I think that's definitely one of them. But I also think because what, what Australia's perceived to us yeah. in the UK mm. is like this beautiful beach destination beautiful yeah. women yeah. like beautiful like atmosphere whatever which it totally is beautiful men but as well well yeah okay if you're into that is that a problem <laughs> no not at all that's we'll probably edit this bit we'll edit that, that. Um, that's just a joke we'll edit um, that. yeah I think I think the idea the, the idea of Australia being so far away from back home is what <coughs> is what's also quite appealing mm. I feel like a lot of people that come here are just so well, if I'm speaking from a personal part, please do. When you uh, when you come this far, most of the times when you do leave back home, it's because you're just you're just bored of like life there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I know initially when I left, so like I feel like you know this resonates with a lot of people. I initially went to uni, a bit of a side tangent because I wasn't ready to get a job yet. I think mm. those people that finished college are like, right, get a job or go to uni and piss away three years, get yeah. pissed and just having fun. I was like, I'll do that. And I finished uni and getting to the end of it, everyone's like, I'm going traveling, I'm going traveling, YOLO, wonderful, I find myself. And I was like, oh, I'll Ooh. go traveling, I'll give it a go. And uh, I just thought of Australia. And uh, I came here and I was like, I think the moment I touched down, I was like, I went traveling on my own. And yeah. I just thought it's the best way to be. I just broke up with my like first ex yeah. from 17 to like 21, like five years we were, we were with each other. Right. And uh, I was like, you know, I hadn't really been single, hadn't been on my own. I was like, I'm going to go travel on my own. Yeah. Nervous as fuck. And I touched down in Australia, and the moment I got here, I was like, I'm in love with it. I got mm. to Melbourne, base hostel, St Kilda, oosh. I see in BSN there. That's cool. And uh, and I was like, I can't imagine being at home anymore. Yeah. Like, what, what's the point? Like this is this is beautiful, amazing country, amazing people. I think over the year when I was here, I was just like, 
I just like what was like. I rather vitamin D is so underrated, and I don't think people realise. <laughs> Every time I'm in the sun, I'm like, this is so healthy. Do you not? Well, do you not? Oh, skin what? is looking. <laughs> I love it. Bit of skin. It's a bit of skin cancer really turns <laughs> on. And uh, oh, I was just like. I just don't like, I could do what I'm doing back home, but be by the beach, be in the sun, yeah. go swimming. It's, and that, it's, like, it's that work-life balance. Yeah, 100%. That's like a big deal, because obviously back home, if you live in London, if mm. like for me living in like Belfast, obviously the weather's like shit, it's cold, it's wet, it's windy. Like you don't, in the summers, you don't have that option of when you finish work <coughs> at, at 4.30 or 5.30, like to just go shoot the beach. Like we live in Bondi, we work, yeah. I work from home now, you work from home. Yeah. Just being able to go down to the beach um, on your lunch break for an hour and then come back and work and then or at the end of the day it's just <clears throat> you wouldn't get that back home. And I think me moving here it was so random. So I, before I moved to Australia I was like I was in a like a place where I was just like oh it was just pretty much I was working making money and I was just in a place where I was like I'm so bored. And it was literally one night I was working for a nightclub at the time and uh, I was chatting to this. Oh, this is London. No, this is in Belfast. Oh, this is Belfast, yeah. <clears throat> Working in this nightclub, Alibi, shout out to Alibi Nightclub. <coughs> um, and then I was chatting to this girl, um, Katie, and she, I was just like, oh, like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm traveling. I was like, oh, where are you going? Mm. It's like, yeah, I'm going to Thailand with like loads of my mates, and then I'm going to Australia. And I was like, what? It's like, yeah, I'm just like, how, I was like, how much? Like, how do you do that? She's like, literally just went in the SDA travel, went mm. in, they just, Gave her the itinerary and booked it. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do that. You don't need much, like you don't need much to come here. I yeah, I know. Literally, I came here with like, I think, after flights, I had like five grand, five thousand pounds saved up, which like, is, which isn't like between three and five, three and five k. I spent way too much money in Thailand before I landed. How much money did you come down here with? I landed in Australia with like a thousand pounds. Seriously? Yeah. That would have stressed me out. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that would give me such anxiety. I'd yeah. be like, fuck, a thousand, Li- that goes like that. <laughs> literally living paycheck to paycheck as well. And when I landed, I was so adamant that I wasn't going to do like a, like, a, like a job that I didn't want to do. Like I didn't want to work in hospitality. I, I wanted to like get back into videography. So I was trying to get that and I just couldn't. Because yeah. at that time I just didn't have enough experience. Yeah. And I was in a working holiday visa. And you only like to work six months obviously. So it was just like, a long process and I was spending all my money and then I finally just had to just take any job that I could get until I went and did my farm work. I've got a really interesting sort of like point about that. I know from like living here and I know like everyone's probably heard conversations like this or thought about this before, like farm work, when you think about doing farm work. Mm. So I did my farm work and I knew as soon as I got here, I was like, I have to do my farm work, I need to get my second year. I'm not, I'm not fucking going home. I thought, do that, get sponsored, live the rest of my life here. And I spoke to so many people, like, oh, I just don't know if I want to live here, the thought of doing farm work. And mostly every single person I spoke to who didn't do their farm work and had a few weeks to go home, they're like, I fucking regret it. Yeah, of course. I'm like, why would you not do it? It's three months, three months of your life, yeah. and it gives you an extra 12 months to do it, and it's fun. If you never want to think like short-term, yeah, short-term sacrifice, long-term yeah. gain. You never want to think like, what if? That's the same way I kind of live life in every sort of situation. Like, why, why would I put myself in a position where in a few years down the line, I think, like, what if I'd done that? If you're like dating a girl, you're like, what if I'd just like talk, chatted to that girl or like 100%. made a bit more of an effort? What if yeah. you tried one more time? You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to sit there and think, have I just missed out on the best experience I could? Look at he's fully sleeping. Oh, nice. So um, have I just missed out on the Wake up. <laughs> Oi, no, let him see. Um, have I just missed out on the best experience I could have had just because I was just stubborn or too lazy to just do that one more time? 100%. Um, but yeah, I feel like did we pretty much we pretty much covered that whole Aussie situation and why we just why to, we came. Well, just to go on like to your farm work and stuff like that, because I know you told me you had a pretty easy job when you were there. You eventually started like just staying on the track, staying just on drive, the, tra- drive tractor. the tractor. That's Wasn't ridiculous. That's a piss take. No, like, I grafted like pretty hard. Like yeah. I would say for everyone who knows you, that is never true. So say if we're obviously there for three months, so say a third of just over a third I would have I would have grafted and then about two and a half months I got to go in the tractor but they're not just going to put anyone in the tractor you need to yeah. show you're a hard worker like if you're lazy they're not going to like, oh we'll just put the lazy one on so you did it for how, how long did you graft for? about a month and a half of proper graft six weeks yeah oh. like 30 oh. like mid mid 30 degree heat was ridiculous Ooh, mid 30 I was like just under 40 for four months that's what mid 30s is no but like oh, I think it said mid to low 
Oh, I wasn't there. I did not say Mintelo. I <laughs> <laughs> literally knew I didn't say Mintelo. By the way, everyone, just so you know, Dan likes to just bullshit a lot. Yeah. But if you ever hear him like talking very fast and with confidence, that's not true. I'll, I'll make so. sure to call him out. But always listen, just in case you just chat and shit. Yeah. But sometimes I'll I'm just fluff a lot of my words. Yeah. And uh, sometimes as well, I do this by accident, and I think I don't know if you've noticed it. I think you have. Sometimes ah, people talk to me, and like when they, t- I don't do this on purpose. I, I, I had ADHD. <laughs> I got diagnosed with ADHD for when I was a kid, which you know, right. I'm not. I'm sure people haven't, can't tell from no, not speaking de- to me. So I'm not tell. very hyperactive, and I just go left or right all the time. Shout out to the man, then. Anyway, yeah, and uh, sometimes there's this thing where someone's talking, and I'm like, make sure you're listening. And instead of listening, I'm thinking about listening. So I'm like, listen, listen, listen to what they're saying. Don't go off on a tangent. Don't think about what you're eating later. Listen. I'm like, fuck, I've just missed everything they've said because I've been thinking about listening. And, and I've already gone on a tangent thinking about what I'm eating later. I had this. I worked in recruitment for a couple of months. And my boss was sitting across from me. This is a fucking true story. And this is funny. He's sitting across from me and he's talking. And he's telling me this thing to do recruitment about the recruitment life cycle. Anyway, and he's talking to me. And he's right down on paper. And he gets to the end like, cool, do you understand that? And I was like, yeah. And he, he covers up the paper and he's like, what did I just say? Oh my I have a feeling you didn't listen to anything I just said. You just have this look on you. Like, you just looked through me. And I totally did. I was like, fuck, this is awful. He's just called me out. Luckily, I made something up. And, uh, You're a good bullshitter, to be fair. Oh, I was nervous as well. I was nervous of that. I was just like... You do realise with the podcast, you're going to have to actually listen to like what I say. Cause what, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Oh, I have to listen? What? What? Who you talking about? I can't just talk. No, sadly. This sadly is not, not what I signed up for. Oh, God. Oh, he's woken up now. Welcome back, mate. Hello, friend. Um, um, yeah, go on. So, yeah, so we obviously met last year and you yeah. were on... Yeah, so last year was obviously just a weird, weird year for everyone. Fucking hell, mental. I remember in January... So weird. ...people talking about COVID and, like, probably ignorant at the time, but I was like... What yeah. is COVID? This is in Jan. I was like, never heard of it. Never yeah. heard of it. My mate's like, do you know what's the news? Can you catch that? I'm yes. <laughs> can definitely catch it. What? Seriously? What's a COVID? Don't even get What the fuck's a COVID? Um, well, my mate told me and I was like, I don't really watch the news. I don't. And yeah. I'm sure there are people who don't out there. I don't watch the news. I don't follow anything that's going on. And uh, he told me, I was like, no, nah, I don't know what that is. And then in March, I'm, suddenly people are like, yeah, we're going to have to shut down the office. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and people weird. at first were like, <laughs> so... They're like, nah, it's just the flu. And I, I did that at first. I was like, mm. it's just the flu. People are over-exaggerating. Because you rub off what other people are saying. Yeah. You're like, ah, don't worry about it. Because we've never dealt with a pandemic before. Yeah. So you're like, people are over-exaggerating. And people do. People do over-exaggerate. Mm. But, you know, obviously, that's just not true anymore. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. Like, you saw what happened, what was happening in China. And you're just like, hi. Like, because you saw what happened in Wuhan, whatever. But just like, oh, that's where it came from. Like, yeah. it makes sense why they've, like, had to shut things down. Mm. But we were, I think most people were just so, they were just so blase about it. It's like, yeah. I, I myself, I was like, there's no way, like, it's going to get that bad. How are you no. going to, like, lock down a whole country? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just baffled me, like, yeah. how it went from zero to 100 so quick. And um, They put me off eating bats for years. Is that not funny? Yeah. We did that as well. We were leaving that Skip. But, um... Yeah, so obviously, like, 2020 was, like, a really hard year for everyone. Yeah. Um, so I think that, like, I think it's definitely a good talking point for us to, like, also try and say what, what would you, in your opinion, say the worst part of your 2020 was? That's a good question. Like, I was stressed, like, to be honest. Mm. I was working <clears throat> for a company, and another company that's not where I'm working now. At first, I wasn't thinking about it, and then, like, in sales, obviously, like, if people don't want to buy your stuff and the businesses aren't growing, like, salespeople are like, the first ones to go. Yeah, Because for sure. it's like, there's nothing to sell, you don't need us. So I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? If I'm made redundant, I'm out of work, who knows if I get into another job? Luckily, I did get another job, I wasn't made redundant, which is, you know, lucky, because I know some of my friends did go through stuff like that and they were yeah. made redundant and people are still like in jobs they don't want to be in because they jumped into another situation they didn't want to be in. 100%. Um, so that was that was stressful. That was so stressful. And I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to go broke. I'm not going to have any, any money. I'm going to mm. eat from my savings. And I think as human beings, we always go to like the worst case scenario. Always. I think it's such a natural thing to do. We always look at the worst case scenario. Um, probably that and yeah probably that would be like quite difficult i know that me and you had both gone through like obviously we'd have to talk about much don't have to talk much about it now mm. we'd obviously both gone through a breakup as well yeah um i know i was in my relationship for three and a half years you were in yours for a certain amount of time and yeah, on and off yeah on and off and it's yeah. like that added to everything else 
it adds up and it like does like you, there's like a domino effect. Mm, it does. It's but true. that's probably the worst thing. <coughs> yeah, those those are probably like the worst thing. The stress of dealing with like money, which you know everything is always alright in the end, and probably yeah. going through like a breakup. That's probably it's, a breakup's never nice anyway. But that's this is a topic for another episode, yeah, so sure. we're just lightly touching on it now. But what, um, what about you? for me, obviously the COVID thing was was obviously um annoying for everyone it's like the unknown or just you're just going through something that no one no one in the world no one that's living right now just has never been through that so everyone's just on the same boat with the unknown not sure whether you're gonna have a job or whether you're gonna be like financially flush for however long and but i think two of the two of the worst parts about it was um the whole like black lives matter thing and just going through that, being obviously black, obviously if you're listening no to the way. podcast, get the fuck out. I'm black, by the way, guys. Get the fuck out, don't um, <laughs> Jason Derulo, what? Being a, <laughs> being a, being a, a, a black man, going through that whole situation was just, um, yeah. it was very, very, very intense for me. Um, obviously, I was born in Jamaica, but I lived most of my life in yeah. Northern Ireland, and then now I've been living in Australia, and obviously the majority of Northern Ireland is white. They've got a very, very small demographic of ethnic minorities. Yeah. And just you also... And Lim- uh? It's just you and Paul O'Lima. Shut up! <laughs> um, and also, like, living here as well. Um, so just that whole experience of just... It just opened my eyes so much to just... Um, people's mind frame, their yeah. ignorance, their lack of knowledge and anything that doesn't yeah. really concern them. Like if it doesn't affect them, then it's none of their business. Or if it doesn't affect them, they yeah. try to then like put their two cents in like something they have no clue about. So yeah. for me as a person, if I don't know anything about a situation, yeah. I'm not going to start sharing my opinions yeah. on Facebook because like who am I to, yeah. to butt in? I think one of the worst things was just like the lack of support from my friends from back home yeah and just even just not even friends friends and acquaintances just them just not willing to try and understand and like when i would share stuff on facebook especially in facebook i'd have like lads that i literally like grew up with hung out with like in summers in school like commenting on my my post saying no that's not true there shouldn't be protesting this this and that i'd i'd like one a guy that like was there a part of the football club that i played for like commenting like you've never experienced racism ever in your life and I was like what are you talking about and I gave him one example where he was actually there where it happened yeah. and then he kind of rebuttaled that and said oh you got to expect that from certain people and I was like mate shut the hell up you actually like sound so stupid right now you sound like such a prick and, yeah. he's, and he was just like if you really want me to go I was like I'll delete myself off your friends this I'm like please do you absolutely yeah, oh. I think it's like it's it's weird in times like that where you really see where like people stand against situations. Of course. I, I know there was like you know when um the whole like gay marriage thing was going on here. Mm. So one of my mates' best mates is gay. He's like got a partner. I think they're engaged or something. And he was like, the issue isn't people not supporting it. Everyone believes in equal rights, but there's a difference in believing it and doing something about it. He's yeah. like, that's the issue. There are so many people who believed in it but didn't go out to vote because it doesn't affect them personally. Yeah, for sure. And it's like it's not about believing it, but if you do believe in it, you actively have to do something yeah. because there are more people who are against it who are outvoting us. Yeah, and that's sure. the whole point. It's like we need people who believe in it to actively do something. Not just go, well, look, I am for it, but fuck getting out of bed and voting is just long, but I am with you, though. It's yeah. like, we'll do something about it because your vote counts. Yeah, it doesn't make a fucking huge difference. It's easy just to say that you're with it, but then if you're not active... If it doesn't affect you personally, yeah. it's so much easier to be like, oh, it doesn't affect me, but I, I back you. I'm yeah. not you know, homophobic or racist, but you want me to go to the protest? Yeah. It's just a bit long, but I do support you. It's like, well, no, but we, you know, I want that's your support. So I want someone to be there. I think that's I, a really big and thing. And it was such like that time for me, I was like, it was such a... Even though there's so many people that was messaging me, supporting me and stuff, it was like such a very lonely time. Like there's a couple of times where it was that intense, like I had to just log off. Oh. Like social media, I was just there. I didn't like, know that. Oh, this is before you met me though. Yeah, well I didn't know, well I still didn't know it that. It was like at my last place when I was living in Centennial Park. It was just like, it was just so, was it was ha- so was emotionally. Surrey Hills place? Pardon? I'm on the Surrey Hills way. Nah, Centennial oh. Park. Um, it was just such a very, very emotionally, mental, psychological, even like physically draining for me just to like having to have these debates with people on my Facebook that should like listen to me. I'm like, mate, I'm the only black guy that you've ever like considered a friend that you know personally. Yet I'm telling you this and you're to like telling me the complete opposite. But then you're happy to share some random black American dude from like that's a Trump supporter. 
but you'll share that because it just pushes the narrative that you want to push against me. It's like confirmation bias. Yeah, it's like confirmation. It like, yeah. how, how have you known me for like over 15 years and I'm telling you how I feel about the situation and you're like saying, no, this isn't the case. And then you're happy to share some random Trump, black Trump supporter on your Facebook saying, oh, this and that. I'm like, mate, you, I, I, I just didn't, couldn't get it. And that was, that was so hard for me. Um, I can imagine it's quite unsettling as well because it's like, let's say you know someone their whole life yeah. and it's like suddenly, hello, suddenly they come out with that. You're like, what? Oh, I'm back exactly. that, that was how, like how, the most how did I not know this about yeah. you? Even some of my really like, best friends growing up like, didn't get one message from them. Yeah. And I was just like, like I, don't, I, I don't expect, I have high expectations, but I don't expect people to live up to them. That's, that's not really a high expectation. That's like basic exactly. human. It's but you like, know what, what I mean? But, I, but I, didn't, okay. I, don't, I don't expect people to like, do things that I expect them to do. It's like, you, it would be great if they did it, but the fact that they didn't message, it's like, oh, like, I didn't, I didn't like psych myself up hoping that it happened. It's just like, it didn't happen. And when it didn't, I was like, oh, maybe they're just going to wait a while. And like, still to this day, haven't like had any conversations about it. We've spoken a couple of times, just on social media, but they've never like messaged being like, oh, man, are you okay? Like, I know this is like really intense. Like, I can't imagine what you're going through. Like, you're my only black friends. You know what one of the worst arguments people actually said to me on Facebook? Oh, and it pissed me off. Because I've had like a very lucky experience in Northern Ireland as a black man, like yeah. growing, growing up. You didn't deal with like, you didn't deal I didn't deal with too much, then. but didn't that was not to say that like, I didn't deal with anything but it was just because because I had a good life like yeah I went to school went to uni like a model a bit like a one Miss Northern Ireland whatever they they de- they deemed me having that experience as like you can't complain because you have such a good life I'm like that's not the point there's other people in this country that don't experience the country and the life that I did so just because you know that I had a decent upbringing and a decent experience doesn't negate the fact that that's there's exactly, other people out uh, like, what are you talking uh, about? There's like so many examples I've had with conversations, not to do with that, but it's like, people are like, well look, at least you've got that. It's like, no, but I'm not, that's not what I'm having a conversation about. Yeah, that's about. not what we're talking you about. Can't, it's like, you can't compare a situation you're speaking about to what I'm feeling at the moment. Yeah. This is what I'm dealing with, and people try and like fucking just play it down a little bit. Yeah, and exactly. it's just like you, like, you can't compare those situations. Oh, because you didn't deal with much racism, just get over it. Yeah. It's like, no, like this is a situation, and of course it affects me, and of course I yeah. feel something about it. And um, yeah. That's just, oh, that's meant. I didn't really like, I know we've spoken about it briefly. So, like, my parents are, my dad was Jewish, my mum was Jewish. Yeah. And I'm, I don't believe in God. I'm like atheist, you know. But I didn't really deal with much. I did as a kid, like, yeah. as a kid when I was in primary school, like, I got a bit of anti Semitism. Anti Semitism? Anti Semitic. Anti Semitic people. I can't, there I don't you know, go. I don't know the full word. I was going to say, it just depends how you're going to use a sentence, but yeah, that yeah. Any, anyway, anyway, people who were like, just, yeah, just beefing out Jews. And, uh, and I remember being in school and it was with a lot of, yeah, just a lot of other people. And I did get a lot of shit in school. Yeah. I had people like making comments. Well, did you not go to a Jewish school? Nah, so I went to, my primary school wasn't Jewish. My primary oh, okay, school was okay, like, okay. A, like an all religious school. Yeah. Indians, like whatever, like loads, loads yeah. of different religions, loads of different faiths. And uh, I remember like getting shit from them. I love the fact you're just like loads of different religions and you're like Indian. Indian's definitely not a religion. Fuck, we've, just lost, we've just lost the whole demographic now. <laughs> Fuck, you know, we've just. Our, our the audience, whole demographic is out. Our audience is shrinking. All my Indian friends, I oh. apologise for Dan. I'm, the, the, I'm slowly teaching them. Oh, there's not a lot of Indians in Bombay. It's fine. <laughs> Shut I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I love Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oh. Our Matrix, he was, he was wicked. He was wicked. Will Smith, oh. a lethal weapon. <laughs> Morgan Freeman and I Am Legend was so Mate, good. he was... Mate, that was Denzel Washington. Was so, it? Yeah, fucking... Was Denzel Washington not I, I uh, Fresh Le- Prince of Bel-Air? Mate, you just got yeah, me yeah, one yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair play, Sorry, fair yeah. play. I mean... Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was dealing with it in school and I went to a Jewish school and then, you know, nothing happened there. But then like, I still heard it from people. I went on holiday a few... I remember being in Spain and I was with my mate we were in Spain and we went out, getting on the piss, met a group of lads and we're all sitting around and suddenly everyone starts cussing Jews and me and my mate like fucking, we used to have like a star, like a mug and dove, it's what yeah. I called it, Star of David, and I hid it. But what, what do people say? Like, like if they're just, just stereotypes being like, you know, um, like the money stuff the, and the shit The money like stuff, yeah. chasing money, just stuff to do with that and like well, being like people, Everyone chases money. Yeah, but there's like a big. I think yeah, there is that stereotype. Like, I think it's to do with like the, the stuff that came from like World War Two, yeah. or, or why Hitler did like what he did, and he made conspiracy. Like, it's it's a lot. I don't know everything about it. Mm. I don't know much about like you know. I, 
I couldn't give a lot of details on the history of where that's come from, but it's just a thing going around that obviously Jews and money and stuff like this, and that's the common. They always keep their money. Like throw, throw the good thing about Jews is that they always keep their money within the community. Yeah, it's a very like yeah. it's a very like community thing. Of course. But one of the biggest insights, one of the, not an insight, yeah, one of the biggest things they say is like you know throw the penny, throw the penny for for the Jews. Yeah, oh and yeah, And that's yeah, what they yeah, were saying. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. me and my mate like didn't say anything, didn't speak up, kind of like not jumped in on it, but oh, I was I don't want to get there was like ten of them and two of us. I'm like that's just. Go along. We were like 13 at the time. I was but do, you, do you think they were actually anti-Semitic, or they just like? Mate, they were like, yeah, they were being was, proper dickheads. Yeah, they were being like wankers. And I oh, thought, Jesus, right, I'm okay, a stranger okay. in this country. I don't yeah. want to get stabbed. And uh, anyway, no so we just didn't say anything. Maybe to like, maybe like who I am now, I probably would be like, guys, just, yeah, yeah. it's just disrespectful. But I'm 13. I'm there with my mate. Maybe like 15. I'm, no, sorry, I've got the age completely wrong. So I was 16, and I was there with my mate, and I'm like, it's just not worth it. But it, I don't really deal with it. I don't really hear stuff like that anymore. And I think we've spoken about it before. Where it's like it's it's a lot easier for me to not deal with it mm. because I'm white. So I just blend in really easily. Yeah. Where it's like it's different for you because yeah, you, like you can't you can't black. you can't yeah. hide it or stuff like exactly. that. I don't really deal with anything anymore. Yeah. No one knows I'm Jewish. You know, and I've got a bit of a schnoz, but that's about yeah. it. But um, yeah, like I could only imagine. Like it's a lot harder every day because you can't hide under it and yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, day to day, I don't really. Apart from that stuff that happened recently, I mean, it doesn't, you know, it's not here. The stuff that happened in Washington yeah. and stuff like it's that. Just, it's just one of those things where it's just like, can you imagine being black? I love being black, literally, would not change it for the I world. I love you being black, mate. Thank you. I, I love, love you for loving me being black. Awesome. I love you that you're a Jew as well. I love plantain, mate. Deep fried pear. Bang. <laughs> plantain. Never say plantain ever again. Pl- plantain. Plantain, yeah. Plantain. Um, plantain. That's the thing. It's like, the fact that there is just so much distaste for black people like across the world just for the skin colour. It's like where where does this come from? Like No one's born racist, that's the thing. Yeah. No one's born racist. I didn't have any I didn't have any black friends until I was because I didn't really have any friends in like my primary school. Like yeah I know. And that was just too cool for them. (laughs) And then I went to a Jewish school and obviously everyone's white there. I think we only had one black guy in our school eventually and everyone was like, Whoa what the fuck? Yeah. But I didn't have any black friends until I was like 17. I only had, I had a couple. But like for me, I didn't really get any exposure to like yeah. having friends of the culture. Until I went to uni. When I went to uni and like outside of my school, that's when it all changed. And it definitely like opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. Yeah, and for I think sure. a lot of people in culture cir- like exposure is definitely key. A lot of people I know who at that time, they really still only hang around with like their circle, yeah, like yeah, their yeah. Jewish circle. And I feel like a lot of them to this day still stick within those circles yeah. like naturally not like it's actively easy to stay in your comfort zone yeah you know what I mean but yeah that's yeah that that was pretty much the experience of last year and obviously breaking up with my girlfriend we pretty much broke up with my girlfriend I think it was like a week time. before or something like that pretty much a week before you moved in I think yeah. mine was like oh on the 7th of July that's, yeah that's when it happened um, but yeah just through all that like hardship and everything I went through I think that was also a positive for me in 2020. If we're going to segue into like what was like the good, the best yeah. part, there was definitely a lot of self-development there, and become yeah. more self-aware, and like starting to like concentrate on me and like my future and what I see it looking like. Because obviously I've been here for four years now, and it's almost time that I kind of like try to, you know, treat it like home. Maybe. Create, yeah, create create a future for myself, and um, here or try to plan wherever it's going to be next. What does that actually look like? So you know you're saying, oh, sorry, I'll just kick that. You know you're saying like create that future, but what does that actually look like to you? Like what, no what, do, you, what do you mean by that? Like what first things come to mind when you're like, right, I want it's to create like, that future? I think it's almost like in your head, consciously start to like almost like manifest what you, like what I want to do. Still in a position where I don't exactly know what I want to do. Yeah. Obviously with visa situations, because I'm still just on a sponsorship visa with this company that I'm with, yeah. like everything is always up in the air because you literally, especially with this whole COVID thing, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so it's very hard to like make a solid, solid plan. Yeah. But just having like what would be the most ideal situation that I could be in, yeah. um, whether that's here or where, whether that's um, somewhere else, more than likely going to be here. So like in conjunction with that, just being self-aware of like how I'm feeling, like, I constantly, every day, I'm asking myself in a situation, I could be at my desk, it could be watching TV, it could be walking Oakley, and it's having him as well. Like, when I walk on my own, it gives me so much time to think. Yeah. And it's just me constantly just like thinking, okay, how am I feeling right now? Where am I in life? Am I happy? Am I happy with my friends? Am I happy with my job? 
Am I happy with the way I'm living my life? Am I happy with the relationships I've developed? Am I happy with the relationships I've lost? The relationships I need to rekindle? I and it's just like one of those things that I found myself doing from last year into now where that was never a thing. I'd normally just be, I'd normally feel a type of way. I could be upset and I just, just accept that I'm feeling upset. I don't inertia. Like to, Have you heard of inertia? I think inertia. I've heard the term, but you need to give me a load on it. Inertia is... Um, do you want me to Google it? Living, yeah, go on then. Inertia is, right, I'll say it first, you'll Google it. Inertia is living in a state of comfort. I learned that from a very smart individual. Um, inertia is living in a state of comfort. Is that right? Yeah, so like inertia, a tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged. Yeah, I yeah. think so many people do that. And I think like I have been, a vi- not a victim, like I've, I've put myself in a situation where like mm. I felt a certain way and, and just not acted on it because it's so much easier to not do something and and just stick with it and Paul Paul Moore I don't know if you follow him on Instagram no he's like this fitness marketing guy anyway really really great speaker and he said this thing and I really liked it it was like until the pain of change is greater than the pain of staying the same oh I have heard this quote yeah until Mm. the pain of until the pain of change is greater than the pain of staying the same you won't make a difference and you won't do anything about it. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. People talk about change and people talk about wanting to do something different, but that pain of change isn't enough. Oh, you've, yet. you've talked about this so many times yeah. and oh, you get really passionate. I do. You just I go on one. Because you know when you hear things sometimes, and like there are a few quotes over the years from people that I follow on Instagram and mm. stuff like that who are really great public speakers. And like I'm not one for some philosophical, oh my God, quote book. I'm not into that. Yeah. There are some quotes I'm like, that encapsulates a perfect example of like, it encapsulates a perfect example of an emotion that people feel yeah. or an action that people take. And I think that, when I heard that, I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. Every time I'm not making a decision, I always think it's because it's I haven't dug deep mm. for like a pain that's gonna cause me to change that. Yeah, and I think I a lot of- My why needs to be stronger. I think a lot of people are in a position wherever <coughs> they, they, um, they say they wanna change, but then they don't do everything that they can to make sure that change happens. But people complain about, like, let's say before COVID, people complain about, you know, oh, I don't like my job. It's like, cool, have you started looking? Nah, why? Oh, I don't know, I'm just really busy. What, busy in the job you don't like? It's Mm. like, another one that I heard, I really like this as well. I used to say this all the time, I used to be a culprit of it. Do you want another beer, by the way? Yeah, no, I'm good. I used to be a culprit of it as well. It's um, when people are like, oh, sorry, I didn't have any time. And it's like, I've I've learned to hate that statement because it's like, nah, it's not that you don't have time. It's just it's not a priority of yeah, yours. Yeah, you need to prioritise. Same when people say they don't got any money. It's like <coughs> yeah, you do. You just prioritise. If you're it. working full time, like you're yeah, just, fair. There are yeah. some people that are actually, but like we're yeah. not talking about the one percenters yeah. in our community. Mm. You know, we're saying like people are, oh, you know, I'm broke, but you see them at the pub on Friday, you know, yeah. doing whatnot, and they're smashing loads of beers. And it's like I thought you were broke and you couldn't afford. Yeah. I don't know that bit of therapy or yeah. that exercise or that gym or the thing that's going to give you that like positive mental attitude and yeah. and work on yourself. And it's like you do have the money and you do have the time. Mm. You just need to prioritize in the right place. Yeah. So like one of my friends, he travels all the time. Glenn Money, shout out to Glenn. Probably get you on the podcast at some stage. And um, that I met traveling, but he is the most traveled like person I know. Like he's just always on another holiday, always like going to LA, always hitting Europe. Does he work online? What does he do? He he works for the government, so he's actually worked oh, wow. for the government for years. So he has like what, you know like saying? extended. You know when you work after a certain period of time, you get like more like I don't know what do they call it. I don't know much about like this kind of stuff. Yeah, so whenever you work for a company for a certain length of time, you're then a oh you've got extra long, long service long leave. service leave. Uh, yeah, that's after but, like ten years. Yeah, so he's he's my age, so he's been there for like. Fuck, he's oh, been wow. the same job for 10 years. Um, but people are like, how you afford to travel? It's like, um, it's not that hard. You just have to prioritise how, yeah. how you save your money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just stop going out. Don't, the flush, it, of, don't flush it down the toilet every yeah, weekend. Yeah, you know, the amount of money we spend on, like, when you go out and you drink, like, if you just didn't drink, it'd be ridiculous. You know what I mean? Oh, mate. But, um... <clears throat> big culprit for that since moving there. Oof. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I know. I don't we, mind though. I feel fun. like when you came in, came here, we were just like, oh yeah, we like to drink a bit, and then yeah. the first day you moved in, we had a mad house party. Oh, I remember. I don't. I'm sure I could say this. I come in and I'm chatting to you. I'm like, oh, do you guys like to drink? And you're like, yeah, yeah. It's and Joe bit. comes in. He's like, I'm an absolute delinquent. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, can oh. I move in today, please? <laughs> you just look. Like, I'm an absolute delinquent. You just like, oh like, yeah. Joe was so honest, and when you came in, I was like, oh, I love mate. that. <laughs> I love that. I love that though. I love that. Just be honest. Be yourself, because at the end of the day, you'll piss off the people that don't want to hang out with exactly, you anyway. Exactly. I think. Oh, that's actually going a bit of a tough. Oh, I feel like we're going point to point. 
like a really good thing that I feel like I've learned or maybe like relearn or like re or just like kept in place is that just fucking be, and I posted about this on Instagram recently I put up a post yeah. it's about the biggest thing I've learned is just about like, the reason why we're looking at our laptops by the way is because first podcast we've got a few notes here just like reminders of stuff we want to talk about um, the biggest thing I've learned is just it's just fucking be yourself be authentically you 24-7 yeah. and it yeah. doesn't matter what you're saying obviously unless you're a fucking racist mm. and homophobic but like just be yourself be authentically yeah. you and the ones that like you are going to like you and the ones, the ones that don't, don't won't don't care. I'm like yeah. this is the whole thing with like budgie smugglers right I did get into budgie <laughs> smugglers but I do know no, this is a real point it's yeah. a room divider and I truly believe this it's like you're going to get people by the way he's saying room divider I know it sounds like rim oh, but right. it's <laughs> just it's not a, a, room it's not a sexual innuendo, a room divider, as in like, uh, in like a room of people. Yeah. yeah, so like it splits the room into a couple of opinions. And this is what I think, right? This is my opinion mm. that is correct. And, uh, <laughs> my opinion, that's a fact. Yeah, and I'm like, you're going to get people who love it or they hate it, but yeah. they're not going to be in the middle, so you're not going to blend in and be generic and you're not going to have friends just for the sake of it. You're mm. going to be able to really appreciate it or they don't, and you're like, man, I really fucking respect that. I really yeah. like that, that's fun. You know, you fucking chill with yourself. And those are the people that I want to be around, mm. people that don't take themselves too seriously of and course. just don't give a fuck. So that's why I like it. I think that leads on to the thing of, you know, obviously a bit of an extreme of just being like authentically yourself and not giving a fuck. And I think moving here... I didn't know anyone until I met you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved in with you. You introduced me to like an amazing group of people. You're Shout welcome. out to the budget smugglers as well. Woo, woo. And then the, gr- um, the girls as well. Sorry. Also, I yeah, be, yeah. Few, the, there'll be a few women. Yeah, 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 yeah. The girls group, you know, yeah. it's fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, and, you know, obviously I just thought, I remember I'd lived here for like two weeks and Ellie was like one of our friends. Really, uh, yeah, one of our friends. And she was like, oh, we're going uh, snowboarding. Gordon, yeah. And she's like, do you want to come? And I was like, I've lived here for two weeks. And I said to my mate, um, my mate Dan, he was like, just go. I'm like, well. yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, just go. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Just dive straight in. I think it's so easy to, again, like to go back to like that comfortableness mm. of living in the state of inertia and not stepping outside of that comfort zone and be like, oh, I've just got here, probably not, I'll wait yeah. for to go over. I was like, fuck it, I might as well just do it. Just jump straight in, take a bit of, take a bit of money out of my savings, fuck it, it's what yeah. it's there for. And had an amazing time, got so much closer to everyone, and then from there have done, you know, so many different yeah, things. Your birthday, camping, Christmas, yeah. camping, all that Class. kind of shit. And now, like, loads of them are, like, my closest mates here um, in Bondi. Yeah. And um, I think that that, I guess, yeah, that's just, yeah, just leading back to the, just being yourself. and we've, we've definitely taken advantage of the situation we're dealt in 2020. Yeah. Like, considering, like, all Could those restrictions. Yeah, all those restrictions that we're under, we definitely still managed to have, a, like, a pretty, pretty decent, decent, decent bloody time. And I think that also segues into, like, probably the, f- um, one of the final points <coughs> we want to make is, like, what, what did we, like, learn in 2020? Yeah. I, so another point on that, which I guess I would say to anyone else, and what I do try and say is, oh, I've almost forgotten it now. It's, um, I think that, yeah, so many people live in a state of comfort. And when you're either, where, where, whenever you're questioning yourself whether to do something or not, I think human beings, mm. we always naturally go to like, the worst possible outcome. Always so always like, you know, this relationship, what if it's the worst decision I ever make? Moving here, what if it's the worst decision I ever make? What if it's Taking that job, what if, what if it's the best? Yeah. Why don't we try and flip that on its head and be like, what if it is the best decision I ever do? Yeah. And I, I genuinely do try and do that now. And like I said, I'm not some like philosophical person, but it's yeah. just little one percenters. I'm like, what if it's the best thing I ever yeah. do? So it just leads me to trying to jump into more situations. And I feel like the past six months, I've just tried to do that as much as I can. Yeah. And it has given me such a big return on investment. Yeah. It's given me really good connections with people, great conversations, going away with people, having really, yeah, really good connections and, you know, building really strong bonds. And yeah, I think, that, I think like what you said is with the one percenters thing, it's like people get themselves riled up so much because as you said, like they think about what the, what the worst could be, but it's like, what, it, what is the best? And with the one percenters thing, it's like, just, just put yourself out of your comfort zone for something really small yeah. and then you just build that up. Um, yeah. I don't know, for example, so, so say if you want to like, I don't know, let's use a really standard like get fitter. Like, yeah. don't go to the gym and, like, or change your diet completely yeah. madly or, yeah. like, start, like, pushing yourself to the highest. Like, why are you going to do that? Because th- yeah. you're just going to, like, fall off. Yeah. Like, just do the smallest of changes and yeah. over time, as you start to get better, as you start to get healthier, <coughs> then you can, like, ramp it up. But I think, yeah. spe- just with things in life, that I think the one percenters are very important. Um, with me, in terms of what I learned, I just, like, 
just just started seeing the good and like the very very small things and just 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 with life just even just being able to just go down the beach like if i compare where we are in australia to back home it's just like just the fact that i'm still able to see my friends still able to go out for dinner in a group still able to go around people's houses just like those little things that we were able to do and you'd never think out of anything like those yeah. are things that now you actually cherish so much because as shit as the world is like at the moment like we we do actually need to just pre- appreciate and i think that's one thing that COVID's taught us so much is yeah. like all the things that we used to do every day so nonchalantly being able to go into the office being able to go out for dinner being able to go to a nightclub being able to do this being oh. able to do that like now when you actually get to do them you're like yeah. like when we went to darwin and we went to the like club and we're like how are we why how? the fact that someone's like sweating at me i was like yeah. this is unreal yeah like because we just hadn't been able to dance we hadn't been yeah. able to stand up and dance we hadn't been able to stand up and drink and it's like you we went to darwin because like covid's pretty much not there yeah just as a and side note if you want to go somewhere where no one cares about covid go, go to, darwin. to darwin it's an it's, it's like if you want to catch covid go to darwin it's any, and anything else if anyone's well. been to magaloo for ibiza and you've been down the strip like darwin is just pretty much like that at the moment in the middle just, of a pandemic as well it's yeah, like it's like they went there right. and there's no such thing as covid but yeah they had like it was just it was just even just stuff like that, i was like holy a shit. big man lee by the way shout out yeah good man you're a good man um it's just like we got there and said like, this is so weird and you just missed it so much and yeah, it's just just, just just the small things in life I've learned to just start appreciating yeah. because there is so much good in the world, but it's just easy not to notice because there's also just so much shit in the world. You know what mm. I mean? And yeah, that's pretty much what I kind of learned. It's a bit of a sidetrack as well, going on about when people put too much pressure on How long have we done this? But how long have we been speaking for, by the way? Uh, it's definitely over 30 minutes. Is it? Yeah, Can you actually so. see um, no, I'm, I'm just going based off. Can we, can we not see on that? Like, if I click it, will I go off? Oh, mate, fucking... I was, like, really, I was really worried that we were going to... I don't know, I was just like, it's the f- first podcast, obviously, early. but I'm like, I was just... Mate, that's, that's class. But I think one of the things you were saying as well, just to go back a little bit, because mm. I, I think it is important, and it's going to lead on to, like, a pet peeve that I've, like, picked up. Oh, God. Have you already yeah. ranted to me about this? Bit of, yeah, a bit of a fucking rant. But right, okay, this is going to be the last part of this podcast. <laughs> to like backtrack a little bit, to like preface it, it's like people, yeah, they put so much pressure on themselves, like new year, new me, let's get fit. And be like, I'm going to work out six, seven days a week, do all this, and it's like, you're going to just fail, you're going <laughs> to fail, you're going to put so much pressure on yourself, and you're going to fail miserably. It's like, stop trying to change your whole life mm. and just create these different habits. It's like people think this, right? So like, I'm going to wake up on Monday and be so motivated to go to the gym. Boom, it's going to be amazing. Love it. And it's like motivation does not work like that. No. I go to the gym, get up at 6 a.m. in the morning, go four times a week. And I go uh, in the weeks. I go in the week as well. Uh, three in the week, one on the week. You go four times a week? Four times a week. Couldn't tell. You've got no calm. <laughs> You've um, no chest, shoulder, You can't that. swim. <laughs> I can swim very well. With armbands. I can swim very well. Mate, Lee, he Lee. did really well yesterday. We were going to call you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> But I just I just give Lee abuse in the podcast. He's not even here. <laughs> Shut oh, should we throw him on it? You uh, got a nibble? No, fuck off. <laughs> um, we um, fuck. What was I gonna say? I was talking about this, and I was like, people making big changes. Oh, mate, you completely. Oh, sorry. No, it was pretty much you saying people are are like trying to make these changes and do these new yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, motivation. Yeah. Like, I've never woken up at 6am on a Monday and been like, I'm so motivated to get up. It's not how it works. What you do is you get up at 6am, you go to the gym or do the, the task you want to do yeah. and that gives you motivation to carry on. Yeah, yeah, you sure. don't start with motivation, you start with a daily habit mm. and every single day that you pay into this habit, you're building an identity you want and yeah. that creates motivation. Agreed. People suddenly think they're going to wait. It will never work. That's why people are like, oh, you know, like people are like, are you going to the gym tomorrow? I'll see how I feel. Awesome you're not going you're not going to go yeah. like most time you won't go if you're going to see how you feel you have to save yourself from going then you'll fucking be motivated it's always, it's it's always a mindset isn't it 100% yeah. like 100% and that actually leads on to like my pet peeve which I don't like and you know feel free if anyone disagrees with me um, New, Year's, go, New Year's resolutions right we had a bit of a debate with this before and when I say debate you were shouting at me <laughs> what and, <laughs> and, uh, and I just don't like it oh he's mate sorry um, carry on. He's there. so um, cute. I want to punch him. I was <laughs> <laughs> just boxing. He, he's, so... he's joking, by the way. Yeah, I'm joking. Turn off the cameras. Turn off the fucking cameras. Shut up. Right, um, go, go anyway, on about New Year's. Anyway, so New Year's New resolutions. resolutions. People put like 
that's it, dry, dry Jan. So if you put all this pressure on New Year's resolutions, New Year's, New Me, we've already said motivation doesn't work like that. And anyway, this Dry Jan, people are talking about it. Some of them aren't enjoying it, but they're doing mm. it for the sake of it. People are like, oh, I'm having such a tough time. I'm so stressed and I want to drink, but I'm not doing it because it's discipline. And it's like, I don't understand, right? You spend a whole year mm. and there's so many parts of your life where you could discipline. Walk more, fitness more, speak to your friends more, look for a job you're interested in, discipline yourself with habits you've been trying to fit in for five years. But for some reason, you, you think four weeks of the year where you're not drinking and you're pissed off you're not drinking is going to give you any benefit to your life. Why don't you put that mindset into other things that are actually going to fucking benefit you? Mm. That's why I get irritated by it. Because I'm like, not only do you just talk about it to everyone else, and if you want to do dry jam, whatever, I don't, you know, I'm not friends with anyone who's dry jam. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> Alex, no one likes you. And uh, <laughs> I'm joking. But, um, and I'm just like, I don't know, I feel like there are so many disciplines you can have. Why don't you put that mindset into other parts of your life? And fair enough, some people do. Some people are really disciplined, they do the stuff they want to do. But there is a percentage of people that don't do anything, no discipline whatsoever, and it's like dry jam, they're suddenly like, you know, sanctimonious. Oh, you should definitely give it a go. I, like, I, it's I made me feel cleaner. What's your opinion? I think a lot of, I feel like people just should do whatever they want. I don't really care if they want to do dry jam or not. But Get think, off the fence and have an opinion. But I think, I think what a lot of people, why a lot of people would do dry jam is because one, it's straight after Christmas and they've just spent a shit ton of money mm. on alcohol, partying, presents, whatever. So obviously doing dry, like dry January is going to save them a ton of money. And, and at the end of the day, like, again, it's like, it's a mindset thing. Like you, you're saying, why don't you put that into like another aspect? But, it, but if that's what they've chosen <coughs> to put that mindset on, because yeah. obviously like <coughs> most of these people doing dry jam probably drink all year round. So yeah. being able to like, stop themselves from drinking for four weeks is yeah. quite difficult it's like for example there's this thing where boxers don't have sex if they're leading up to leading up i've heard about di- this di- i've heard like mixed things i've like, no, uh, bo- ronda boxers, rousey spoke about this yeah, as well boxers and fighters do do this like they they don't some of them some of them do something is don't. there actually any like studies to show that it helped ronda rousey i think had an interview where she was like no she still has sex with yeah well not everyone's going to be different but there's there's Boxers that just don't have sex with their wives or girlfriends yeah. lean up to fight because they want to like keep that testosterone. Yeah. I don't know like scientifically how accurate that is, yeah. but it's definitely a thing. It's like there's this boxer. That's what that. That's this, why I don't have sex. I'm waiting to box. This. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for this boxing fight that's never happened. <laughs> but it's, it's a thing though. It's like you put yourself in a very uncomfortable position because in the long run it's going to benefit you somehow. Yeah, it I understand could be psychologically, that. it could be financially, and that's just what it could add to it as well. I guess like on the other side, you could do it and then from that be motivated to do so it. Could just continue because like I know forward. people who have like done dry January and then just kept just not drank for like longer. I'm guessing you're not friends with them anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's yeah. We don't speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, yeah, I, I do well, get the do. premise. It's like... Yeah, I understand that. And you, it's just new year, new me, new beginnings. So it's just a good way to start. Cliche. The cliches are cliches for a reason. Who cares about your new year, new year, new me? But um, we've been talking for quite a while. Yeah. But um, if you've actually stayed on and listened this long, yeah. thank you very Congratulations, much. Congratulations, number one, for listening to us chat. I hope you haven't lost any brain cells because... Future ones. Yeah, we've um, just kind of touched on it. Just give you guys... Essentially, like the first episode, obviously, this is new to us as well. Mm, yeah. And we just want to give it a go. We're kind of just free balling here. We've had a few bullet points, but um, there's really interesting topics we are planning moving forward. And mm. there's people that we've got in the pipeline to do I'm a podcast with that, yeah, we are really excited to do. And there's really interesting topics. And I guess have a listen, share, follow, whatever you guys can do. Re- like, completely appreciate it if you can. If you don't want to, fair enough. Uh, you know, not share, fair enough. Share, share, yeah, exactly. Not fucking fair. I might say it's fair enough, but if you don't do it, you're racist. <laughs> and, uh, and, and anti-Semitic. And, and, you're, and you're anti-Semitic as well. Disgusting. Um, but yeah, share, show the love, share it. Listen to the future episodes. We, we're going to try and do one, I guess, every three weeks, three to four weeks. We'll see how we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, you know, think of more ideas, we'll do it sooner. Yeah. And we're going to be putting out content. And I mean, look, I've really enjoyed this so far. Yeah, I think it's. Right. I'm glad that we've actually decided to do this. I'm buzzing. I think it's. Uh, I think it's going to be going to be really good. Should we, should, should we like dab it? No, we're not doing that. Right, thank you very much. And um, yeah, see you next time. Should we-